Welcome to the Startup Tank Climate Investor Pitch Show, the premier online startup pitch contest where top climate tech and impact founders pitch VCs looking to fund world positive companies. If you're a founder looking for funding or a climate or impact investor interested in joining and investing alongside forward VCs, syndicate, and companies that move the world forward, please visit thestartuptank.com for more details and to apply. But now it's time to enter the tank. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, friends. Um, it's I'm humbled and privileged to be here today. Uh, my name is Elad Segar. I'm the CEO and co-founder of DriftSense. And uh, let me take you into my world for five minutes or less, hopefully. Um, the problem that we tackle is that $12 billion drift away from growers' pockets each and every year in the U.S. alone. And we ask ourselves why. And the reason for that is, then, is that 75% of these pesticide agrochemicals that they're spraying are actually lost. They're not reaching their target. And this causes two huge problems. One out of the 12, this $8 billion loss is due to yield, not, yield, uh, not loss of yield due to pests, but loss due to pesticide. Growers are usually spraying less or more than what is needed. So if they spray less, it's quite obvious they need to iterate back into the field, spray more, they're losing time, money, and resources. But the problem here is that they're spraying much more than what is needed. It's exactly as you're going to your pharmacist or your physician and he's telling you, hey, take this antibiotics for five days, not less, not more, because you understand that the bacteria will develop resistance. And this is in the exact same analogy to pesticide and pests. The other problem is the legal side, regulator, regulatory side. Growers need to be compliant. They need to be in good agricultural practices and they have a lot of burden in regulatory. Um, just to get a uh, just to to get a hunch, if uh, growers in California spent 12 years ago 130 150 dollars per acre on regulation, today they spend almost 1,000 dollars per acre. That's insane. Take a look at this map on the Midwest in the U.S. Every number that we see here is actually a damaged crop. In this case, soybeans. This is a, a, a publication that went out around a year and a half ago from. Uh, phytopathologists and wheat scientists in Missouri and Ohio State University, every number is damages to crops due to pesticide drift or inaccurate spraying. I want to show you the numbers. More than 2,700 cases only in one year by one herbicide and 4 million acres of soybeans were damaged. And that's not the whole story. So if I'm a grower, say in Indiana or Michigan, and I grow soybeans and I got hit only once in a year in only one case, I'm in a debt of $700,000 for this case. That's insane. This is a Jenga tower, and each one of these bricks, if you take it out, the whole, towers, the whole tower obviously collapses, right? So this is what growers see in front, and in front of their eyes each and every time that they need to spray. What will you take out? Is it the pesticide and their physiochemical properties, the spraying gear, the regulations, the weather? They can, right? So that is why for the first time, we are distilling one crucial decision, timing, telling them in a very optimal and most concise way when they need to spray to be very, very optimal, spray less and grow more. So just to get a hunch on what exactly do we do? So the input, as you all probably already know, these are exactly these one. We are doing, we are analyzing and extracting and analyzing per plot meteorology in a very high resolution, but that's not all. 
It's not just about the weather. We are extracting and analyzing the chemical properties of the materials that they're using, the regulatory data and the labels, and of course, the spraying gear. Why? Because there are not, there isn't in this world two growers whatsoever that are identical. And this is exactly how we should tackle this problem. These uh, data, big data, and, and uh, all of the information in funnel into two proprietary segments of technology that we're developing. One, dispersion models. What happens, what happens to the material from the moment it is out of the nozzle and until it should hit the target? And these insights go back into machine learning algorithms because, again, at the end of the day, say we're all the same growers doing the exact same things, but I'm spraying with a drone and you guys spray with a boom tractor or a crop duster. It is different by tens of, uh, um, of percentages one from another. And this is the way one should take a look at. At the end of the day, our growers are getting a SAS or a TAS, we like to call it timing as a service, very lean with, without any hardware, software only. What is the best timing for them to spray? They're saving money, time, resources, and of course, making this world greener. We are the right team to tackle this problem. I. Uh, um, I have a, 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 I hold a PhD in chemistry and material science from Bairon University. Our CTO, Dr. Pavel Kunin, holds a PhD from Tel Aviv University in geophysics uh, and atmospherical sciences. And our chief operational, Dr. Ron Shaoli, holds a PhD in political science and was the uh, chief advisor for the head of the Israeli plant protection and inspection services. If you'd wish, we are a trio of chemistry, environmental regulations, and atmospherical science. We have validated this idea with more than 200 states. Um, time's up. Sorry. I'm, oh, yes. Okay. I'll just go to the. Almost the, the, yeah. almost the entire. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. No worries at all. Yeah. That was a great, that was a great pitch. Thanks. Uh, thanks for kicking it you. off and sharing a little bit more. Daniel, Michael, do you guys have questions for Elad and DriftSense? So the slide that you were going to talk about next with the 200 plus, um, I, I'd actually like to hear what you were going to say with that slide. Sure, sure. So we started from uh, uh, Anbug Ventures here in Barnard University, and they told us, you know, don't write a single line of code. Go talk to the people that are boots on the ground, and they have the knowledge to for you to understand what is exactly the problems that you're tackling, right? Nobody wants to build a solution in the garage and find out after a lot of time and money it fits no one. This is exactly what we've what, what, what we've done. We went to California and the Midwest. We were there like a, a month and a half. And ever since we have a, uh, we met more than 200 stakeholders, including growers, uh, uh, academia, uh, regulators, the California EPA, Department of Pesticide Regulation, the big agrochemical companies, um, uh, vineyard managers, and so on and so forth. Uh, we were in UCLA, in Davis, in Berkeley. We've talked to anyone that we could to try to understand and tackle this problem of pest management. It's a huge problem in agriculture, and we wanted to make sure that we're coming to suck up all this knowledge, understand what is the problem, boots on the ground for the growers. Speaking of boots on the ground, what's your go-to-market strategy? How do you get this in the hands of growers, and how do you scale this quickly? Ag tech is usually incredibly slow. Correct, correct. So that's a great question. So uh, we cannot, obviously, and it's not scalable to go knocking on doors. So the supply chain agriculture is quite large, I would say. So we start with the growers, go upper in contractors, pest control advisors, certified crop advisors, and you go up, up in the scale to the agrochemical companies. So we, we're in the midstream 
We are talking to advisors with PCA, CCA, so to speak, spraying contractors. And this is how you can scale very fast. And we have nothing to deploy. We're not doing hardware. We're doing software. It is coming from a very, I would say, um, scientific base uh, um, background of it's not just uh, uh, binary, right? It's not just software. We're understanding the physical properties of movement of materials of particles. I would say another word on that, Matt. So if you want to get a moisture or you want to get the weather, great, you can put a sensor in the ground. If you want to understand and predict and simulate how exactly for a certain situation, this movement of particles goes away, this is something that it's more into the software and the simulation, deep technology of uh, which is atmospherical based, but also including the phenological state, including the machinery uh, of which the, the nozzle and so to speak, uh, the materials go out from. So this is the, the this on, on this point of view, go to market of, is, uh, we are going to vineyard. This is the high risk uh, wine grapes, high risk, high yield crop. It means that it takes quite a lot of a time until you get to harvest. And each and every acre is a lot of money. It's a, that's a, a quite of a big revenue and margins for the growers. And on the other side, if it's, sprayed or treated inaccurately by pesticide and agrochemicals, that's it. It's getting hurt, it dies, and you need to replant after years. You're losing your job. Thanks for that. Daniel, Michael? I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you um, originally honed in on this as the problem you and your team wanted to solve. Like, What, what brought you to target this particular problem and um, feel so passionate about it that you wanted to start a company? That's a, that's a great question. So um, I'm a chemist. I'm, I'm the CEO and co-founder of the company, but I'm a chemist. And, and during my research years here in Barulan as a master, as a PhD, always, I always like, you know, visualizing, taking it into the, so to speak, the big world, right? Not just keeping our, the, the benefits that we're doing in the laboratory, in vitro, taking it and helping the people out there. And I met my partners, Ron and, and Pavel, of course, and we tried to understand what's, what's the deal with, with drift? What's the deal with pesticide when you spray them? And we started here in Israel, and then we went to, uh, to the U.S., and we understood that this is a global problem, that a lot of the material is being lost, and growers cannot afford uh, anytime soon, but it's already starting now, to spray more and more and more. That's, by the way, also... Uh, the same vision that agrochemical companies have. It's not just that they want to sell until infinity. They understand that there's a lot of pests, either if it's herbs, either if it's rodents and, and fungicides that are already starting to develop resistance. And we have nothing almost in hand that we can try and overcome this. And that's a huge problem for the whole supply chain, specifically in agriculture, specifically as we need to feed the world by 2030. And we can't, we just can't. Got it. Awesome. So, Elad, um, so this is soft, a software-only solution, you mentioned? Correct. So there are different ways to deliver um, these sprays to the crops. Do you account for these different methods and method or methodologies within your software? Absolutely. So we're quite agnostic. It means that if you're spraying from a drone, from a crop duster or from a boom sprayer on the ground, we can do this. We are able to do this. We have, 
I would say there's around 25 to 30 parameters that are being inserted into our proprietary algorithms. And that's a very good question. By the way, most of the cores are not understanding or they have no scope to understand, unfortunately, that if you're spraying, let's say that me and you, Daniel, we're the same growers, right? We're using the same materials. We're same. Uh, we're living in the same region. We're both, uh, we're growing carrots, so to speak. But I'm using a drone with six rotors and you using the same drone, but only with two. The turbulence and the atmospherical outcomes of what I am spraying in you, these might be tens of percentages in, in differences. And this is a pure scientific based peer review that we already know and, and took into account. So the answer is definitely yes. This is one of the, I would say, the most crucial parameters to understand how you're spraying with, what's your gear. And I guess off of that, do you, is the problem at the end of the day, those variations and how close these devices get to the plant? Because my, my understanding, I, I did air dispersion analysis for a while is if you have a certain area, you know, there's a percentage likelihood it will hit the designated area versus land on the ground. Um, so I'm guessing the issue is people today just aren't getting close enough given the meteorological conditions. Uh, just to just to make the, the just just for me to understand clear. So you're asking about our residential areas or if the grower is um, hitting I, like specifically like what the problem is today like is it that the grower is not physically spraying the plants close enough yes so so um not quite so this is there are specific practices that growers are using of course it depended on the crop and and type of gear but it's not due to that it's due to all these factors coming together that it's um i would say they are entangled one to another so let's say that the weather is good and you're spraying in the correct height and you know your tank and your materials and everything but one or two or maybe three of the parameters you're not taking into account say, say you have an atmosphere some kind of atmospherical problem say that your pressure in the spraying tank is not the exact one that should be and so on and so forth. And each one of them eliminates a good outcome for your spraying. I'll give you another example. So say that you have a drone. These are very or, or quite of, of accurate when you're spraying. Um, a, the problem might be, for instance, and we got, we, got, we got approached by drone or spraying drones companies here in Israel and in the US, is that say that um, you're spraying 30 centimeters or, or half a meter uh, um, on, on the upper point or, or, or down, right? From, from what you need to, it might be 15 to 20% of loss. And these are the most accurate gear that we have today. Thanks. My pleasure. One, one last question before we move on, Elad. How often are growers spraying? How often do they do this? How many times per season? Wow. That's a, uh, that's a huge, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll try right. to be specific. So if we're talking about vineyards, it's also dependent if you're you know, in the uh, northern or southern hemisphere. Um, I would say vineyards around 12 to 15 sprays per season. Season might be five, six months in uh, less uh, humid regions. But uh, for industry, for wholesale, uh, potatoes, 20 times a season. So we are a special 
tick crops specifically where the most acute problem with pest management and pesticides is there. But um, yeah, it, it's very crop and region dependent, but they all suffer one huge problem, the loss of pesticides. Actually, one more question before we move on. Have you done um, kind of a cost benefit analysis from the perspective of your buyer to try to help them understand you know, what money they can save or additional money they can generate when you know, having higher yields as a result of using your product? Yes, correct. So a lot of Agtech Agtech startups saying we increase yield, we maximize yield. Mm -hmm. That's quite of a tricky thing to say. You need to be, you know, boots on the ground for a few years to try to say that. So we're not saying we're maximizing yield. That would be a mistake. We are protecting your yield. So this is one of the niches that we're improving the the PBT or you know the the uh, the income of a grower. This is one. Second is we are saving on materials. So with an average of 30% and more, we've done a successful proof of concept in agricultural environment here in Israel, eight, eight case studies in the US. So one is of course, protecting the yield. Second is uh, uh, being saving on materials and of course, uh, labor. That's, that's a lot of money. And the third one is regulatory liabilities, all the burden of, of regulation. We take it off the heads uh, uh, of growers. That's a lot of things you need to do. Uh, in California, you need to uh, deliver deliver all the documentation before and after you're spraying. And this is not just in California. There are a lot of regulations in Europe as well. Also in the Midwest, everything should be documented. And that's a lot of a burden to try and digitize everything for a grower. And this is exactly one of the features. This is what we do. Great. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another segment of the Startup Tank Climate Investor Pitch Show presented by Forward VC. I'm your host, Matt Ward, serial founder, climate investor, and partner at Forward VC's Angel Syndicate, investing in companies that move the world forward. To learn more about me, download my free growth and fundraising guides, or to get help scaling your company, please visit mattward.io. If you're interested in pitching on a future segment of The Startup Tank, please visit thestartuptank.com. And if you're a credit investor interested in investing alongside us in top climate and impact companies that move the world forward, please visit forward.vc for more details and to apply.